The Catholic Church has a long and rich history of engaging the arts and sciences, leading cutting-edge research and developing new theories and findings, and sharing it all with the world. Why does that matter so much? Here's a hint. Ever hear arguments about the differences between faith and reason? I'm Sheila Lagminas, and you're in the Forum. Though this doesn't make sense to our reason, technology seems to be advancing faster than humans can keep up with. But as Pope Benedict warned years ago, not everything that can be done should be done. Not everything that's possible is ethical or moral. What Catholics want and need to know is how to discern the difference when it comes to matters that affect their lives. Joining me to talk about this now is Dr. Jennifer Nolan, president and co-founder of Catholic Polytechnic University, a new university dedicated to teaching science informed by our faith. She holds a PhD in psychology from the Department of Cognitive Science at the University of California, UCI, so it's University of California, Irvine, with specialization in memory, dementia, stroke, and insulin resistance, among other many things in her bio. Dr. Nolan, welcome to the two in the forum. Thank you so much for having me, Sheila. It's my I love pleasure. That. I love people being in the forum because it's the arena of ideas, and there are so many ideas out there right now. I was just reading one today, the day we speak uh, uh, about, it was really well done. It was just a, a regular secular journal, but it's a journal I read a lot. And it was talking about, you know, CRISPR technology, and, and there's just so much being done out there that you've got to keep up with. And so we really want to talk about Catholic Polytechnic University, what it is, what you offer there, and what sets it apart from others, for starters. Just so listeners know, they probably aren't even aware of Catholic Polytechnic. No, it's, it is in its infancy, really. But uh, if people want to know more, they can go to our website. It's www.catholicpolytechnic.org. But basically my husband and I used to go for walks at night and I'm sure your listeners are, are the same where we would look at each other and, and say, well, what are we going to do for our kids for college? Because some of our kids want to be scientists and engineers. So where do we send them? They, they can either go to a secular university that's focused on STEM degrees and, um, and, but, but at the same time, risking that they lose their faith with a smooth-talking atheistic professor. Or we could send them to a, a Catholic university that is liberal arts-focused, but then they don't necessarily get that focus on science and technology and the polytechnic careers. So this has always been a conundrum for us. And talking with others, I found that other, other families have that same conundrum and so over time, um, with my academic background, I felt the Lord calling me to, to start this university for not just our kids, but our Catholic church, for the, the, the church in the United States, so that we have truly kind of almost like a Catholic Caltech or a Catholic MIT, yeah. something where we could really focus on science and technology and at the same time, also learning business and also learning theology and the, the foundational um, humanities where uh, they learn the great books curriculum. So oh, you, you end up with a, a truly well-formed person who's also 
able to speak the tongues of STEM and to go out into the world, like, like the old um, apostles did. Uh, mm-hmm. They would go out speaking in the tongues of the natives. Well, now we need to send disciples out into the world speaking the tongues of STEM. Um, and that's really why this was formed. And it's been quite a journey, an amazing journey. And anytime you step out in faith, you end up, uh, first of all, full of joy. But second yeah. of all, it's so full of adventure. <laughs> I've just been in awe at how the Holy Spirit has delivered the people. The people on my team are NASA scientists and engineers and people wow. who have taught at Stanford and they're, they're PhDs and they're lieutenant colonels. And they're, I mean, these are exceptional people forming this university for the next generation of Catholic scientists and technology specialists and engineers um, and business people. It, it, Jennifer, how did you attract them? Did they, were they just so attracted by what this was in the first place that they, they said mm-hmm. already yes? Yes. Well, it, it definitely. I mean, some, some are friends in our own circles, uh, but mm-hmm. others, oh gosh, I've got a folder full of resumes of people across the country who keep coming out of the wordwork saying, oh my gosh, Catholic Polytechnic University, the, t- the name stopped me, someone said. Mm-hmm. And, and because it says so much in the name. And so mm-hmm. people have come out to me and said, hey, I'm a closet Catholic where I work. I want to come work for you. There's a biochemist in a university um, that I've been talking to for a, a year or two now. And he said that for, for 20 years, he's been pressured to do embryonic stem cell research and he doesn't want to do it. I mean, he, he, he keeps saying no, but he's concerned about his career. And so he said, as soon as we're up and running, he's bringing his labs to us. So wow. it, there is this massive group of scientists and tech people and business people who are coming together to form this into a massive hub of Catholic intellectual thought so that we produce the highest level of research and we produce our own professors to go out into the world and to teach at other universities, well-formed in science and tech and well-formed in Catholic theology and apologetics and business techniques so that and, and, and of course, people who can write an email, you know, not just right. techies, but right. they, can, they can lead a team, they can write a report, you know, th- these mm-hmm. are the people that we want to produce for our next generations of scientists and, and, and Catholics, really. Um, you are so speaking my language, and, it, and it's, an, it's, an, it's not an either or. You're either you're mm-hmm. going into science and, or in, into technology and mm-hmm. into engineering and into mathematics or whatever, or, and kind of have to hide your faith and keep it sort of off the out of, out of the office, if you will, or out of the conversations on Zoom wherever they are holding meetings. But but, but it's a both end. It's mm-hmm. it's that it's but it's both end because it's of a piece that that's going to inform. I love that you have the humanity humanity involved in your curriculum mm-hmm. and, and that's it it's the well-formed mind it's the intellect mm-hmm. it's the it's the massive hub of catholic intellectual thought i absolutely love that mm-hmm. that's why you dr jennifer nolan are here in the in the forum because that's this is a forum of ideas an arena of ideas the marketplace exchange of ideas and that's mm-hmm. what you're doing at catholic polytechnic so when you referred for our listeners sake when, when you refer to ha- thinking of your children, if they're possibly interested in any of those disciplines, 
uh, and you can explain STEM degrees, I mean, that, what those mm-hmm. initials stand for, but when you brought up a polytechnic career, what does that mean to those who don't know? Well, it, to me, I, and I may not be accurate with this, but to me, polytechnic means, so you're not just learning biology. You're not just learning science or technology or engineering or math, but you're, you're learning um, a crossing of a, a joining of a bunch of different um, disciplines so that you might end up in, um, say, biology with a computer science bent or um, mathematics and business and technology combined together. So polytechnic, poly means many, so many different types of science and technology, engineering and math um, fields all kind of combined together. But then again, we also want to include business so that they know how to run businesses and be innovators. And we want them to know our faith because so many people don't know their faith. And to be able to articulate and defend the faith with apologetics, that to me is absolutely crucial so that they're effective in in what they're able to go out in the world and do. And even interestingly enough, a lot of companies, large companies today are hiring chief ethics officers. So Mm -hmm. we want to be able to train people to fill those spots. Um, It's time for our computer science advancements to be guided by an ethical guide. So right now I kind of see computer science as as a bit of a snowball running out of control, Mm. um, especially like AI and Mm -hmm. it, it's, it concerns me. And so to be able to educate people in computer science, but then also in the ethics of computer science and bring, bring in, excuse me, bring in blockchain technology or cryptocurrency or, you know, know the most advanced of computer science, and then to be able to look at it through a Catholic lens so that you see, okay, what is good and what is not good and going to affect the world in different ways. Um, That to me is so crucial nowadays. it totally is. And when you're bringing the faith element and apologetics into everything and the ethical element, uh, because a lot of people think, say, it's more, I mean, when we get into issues of, uh, I know uh, bioethics covers, uh, it's a huge umbrella, it covers a mm-hmm. lot of things. And so does, you know, that, that's in the science of STEM, at science, the t- technology, engineering, and mathematics. But the science alone, the science of what can be done or should be done or should not be done with, say, say, uh, Somebody either elderly or just in a condition like Terry Shiva was, mm-hmm. where it's some people think out there, and you know, we both know this and probably listeners know this who would be listening to this, this show, Jennifer, that they believe some many people that in today's culture, especially globally, that it's moral. It's more moral than not to end someone's suffering, to help them end that, than to force them to live in agony and despair and great pain, unimaginable pain, that to just end that, that's the compassionate thing to do, which is why the Hemlock Society changed their name to Compassion and Choices. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have dignitas things. So they're taking Catholic words or Christian words, Mm -hmm. dignity, compassion means to suffer with, not to end someone's life and put them, you know, out of their suffering. So mm-hmm. all of that. So it's it's good that when you bring all this together in one university, and um, 
it's it's so good to have that out there. When you talk about integrating faith and science, which you do at Catholic Polytechnic University, it's um, interesting. I was reading an interview you did, really great, great uh, interview. Thank and, you. <laughs> and, and they start right off the bat, as setting up their very first question with you, this outlet, integrating faith and science often seems to be a contradiction, but which, uh, but informed Catholics know it's not. And I thought, oh, as soon as I read that, one of the questions I'm going to ask Jennifer, I'm say, say to Jennifer is, um, a lot of informed Catholics out there who are really intelligent may not realize, may not know how faith and science are not only integrated or at a, you know, they um, intersect, Jennifer, but they're mm-hmm. of a piece. Talk about mm-hmm. that for a moment. You kind of have, but, you know, just very specifically. Well, so the, the, I think I can best do this with an example. And the example I love to bring up is Eucharistic miracles. So, mm. um, because this is a perfect example of where faith and science can meet and, and where we can really point to a risen Christ with science. So there was a Eucharistic miracle in Buenos Aires that happened in 1996 when a communion host appeared to have miraculously transformed into flesh and blood. And um, there was a, a person who took it to a heart specialist who is also a pathologist. And he looked and he didn't know where, where this piece of, of flesh had come from. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it in a a microscope and he was able to determine without any bias, without any foreknowledge of what this was, that this was a piece of human heart coming from a very specific area of the heart that actually feeds the whole brain and body with blood, that it was live tissue. So the person wasn't even dead. Wow. That that it, it was tissue of a man. And that man had been beaten about the chest and, and so had blunt trauma to the chest. Now, here's the kicker. <laughs> this heart cardiology pathologist said that this blunt trauma ch- to the chest had happened three days ago. Really? So, <laughs> so wow. my goodness, what are the implications of that? We're yes. looking at a piece of heart tissue from the risen Christ. So that, that is wow. the perfect example of how faith and science can come together and we can look at something and look at transubstantiation in a new way and, and also show the world, you know, oh my goodness, we have transubstantiation. And, and so I, I just look at that and I think, my goodness, the, the Lord is so kind and merciful, and he's so good. To give us some, a miracle like this is, is so remarkable. But again, faith and science. Faith and science need to be combined together, especially now that we have the advanced technology that we have in, in science, and we can now reexamine certain things, and they only point to Christ. That's it. They only point to God. Um, but, but Pew Research Center, at the same time, reports that People are leaving the Catholic faith in droves, and the main reason they're giving is they see a disconnect between faith and science. So Catholic Polytechnic University was really formed to overtly rejoin faith and science in people's minds so that they could see the connection in a very deliberate way, in a very overt way, and and be able to articulate that to others as well. 
this this is also uh this is so exciting for someone you know like <laughs> interviewing you or kind of having a conversation with you and not even in the field the stem degree field but that's mm-hmm. the beauty of what i've always done I've, i love journalism because you get to talk to people in all fields about mm-hmm. many things that interest you and there are many listeners listening probably really alert right now to what you're saying and how exciting this is that it does bring together you know all of it science technology engineering and mathematics for a stem degree at mm-hmm. catholic polytech University. And again, we can tell people by the end of the conversation if we ever get there, because, you know, I'm not sure I could just talk to you for hours, but you know where they can find more. But when you brought up AI, artificial intelligence, again, just like I said, I was reading an article today in a journal, a secular journal online about CRISPR technology. It was brand new stuff mm-hmm. about CRISPR technologies. That same journal had an article about uh, artificial intelligence. And since you brought up AI, uh, this also is something that I'm sure would be discussed, maybe mm-hmm. brought up in, in a course at a Catholic Polytechnic. You tell me. It's about yes. it's about how our, um, artificial intelligence in the headline liter- literally says, uh, "Is it?" Ask the question: Is it killing our choice uh, and and changing what it means to be human? And I thought yeah, this is interesting. That's that's mm-hmm. clickbait for me. I'm going to click on that article, but it talks about the algorithms, of course, that then change you know the direction of what you choose and you're not really choosing the algorithm rhythms are choosing for you but mm-hmm. when i scrolled down further and read jennifer the article and just again just today it came out it under this subhead or this subsection losing the ability to choose when it talks mm-hmm. about algorithmic bias it, it says this aristotle argued that the capacity for making personal judgments depends on regularly making them. So that if, and in what the article posits is that so many people, especially children all the way up, you know, and then young adults are, are, are less often making choices because they're being made for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, what is being pushed on? I was just complaining last night in my, in my home to family members, you know, darn, when I, when I just look up something and do a search on something medical, something scientific, something, or a product, merchandise that I, you know, something, anything. For the next several days, when I go to a news site and try to read an article along the top and down the side, you know, banner, sidebars and all that, I'm getting pushed and promoted things based on that search I did. And right. so there, there goes that human uh, t- choice. But mm-hmm. Aristotle arguing we have to regularly make choices or we're going to lose our ability to choose because it's all being done by AR and we're heading in a whole new frontier on that. How does Catholic Polytechnic handle the questions of AI? And what, what's ethical in that field and what we need to put the brakes on? Oh, gosh. I, unfortunately, I can't answer this too well because um, yeah, sorry. I, it's not my specialty. But I can say that, that that's, that's why I am seeking out experts in these fields mm-hmm. who are devout Catholics and who know how to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. That's the problem is that we as Catholics know that something should be done, but we don't know about the field. We don't know yeah. what should be done. We don't know what can be done, but we know that something needs to be done right. about this. So that's that's why I have people who work at NASA and who work at wow. at you know these these top top um, uh, career fields and. They're devout Catholics and they're coming to me saying, hey, I'm going to teach for you. And so 
what we need to do is we need to be able to educate people on these very advanced topics of conversation. And that way we can end up having an ethical influence on them. Because if we don't get that education, there's no way we can affect it. There's no way that mm -hmm. I could possibly bear some, some influence on the direction of AI because mm -hmm. I don't know about it. But once once people are educated about it, then they can make those decisions and they can influence others in those directions. So that's what I think is important. It, it, um, it's, it's all very important what you do at Catholic Polytechnic University, which we're talking about here in all, all of the ways, you know, the STEM degree with science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics mm -hmm. are focused on at Catholic Polytechnic. When you, so when we talk about the integration of faith and reason and, and NASA scientists coming to you and others mm -hmm. who are huge in their field, well-known, well-experienced, and looking at Catholic Polytechnic as a whole new opportunity for them and therefore mm -hmm. for all students, that that brings up and integrating faith and reason um you also refer to being able to go out and make a defense for what the faith teaches what the faith teaches makes me think of of what different popes in in the past say three at least recently and then going back before that many but what the popes have written and, and, and spoken about and then issued whether it's an apostolic letter a document of some sort Right. about this very matter. I'm thinking, since I work so much as a reporter and an investigative re uh, reporter on the the Terry Schiavo case, mm -hmm. I mean, a deep, deep, deep dive into the Terry Schiavo ordeal as it was happening, I was very keenly aware of and interested in, Jennifer, what John Paul II, Pope John Paul II, then himself in his last days of suffering in mm -hmm. life, issued very shortly before he passed like a day or two after Terry did, about this whole term, a persistent vegetative state. So mm -hmm. given that, and then, but what Benedict said about te technology being, you know, a wonderful thing, what God has enabled man to do and so forth. However, not everything that's, you know, possible is, is moral or ethical right. and so forth. These are all correct right. teachings. So therefore, how have these words and teachings of recent popes on faith and science um, inspired or, or affected Catholic Polytechnic? Well, I think the bottom line is they're all, they're, they're giving us some good guidelines and they're giving some, us some encouragement to move forward and that, that we need to be able to do pro-life research and we need to be able to publish papers that, that are from the Catholic lens. So that's all important, and the, the popes are certainly indicating that importance in, in those letters. Mm -hmm. But I do think, um, I think it's always important to know that you can go back to the Catholic Church and, and look through um, the pope's different writings and their encouragement. I think it's important for us to be able to be in contact with our local um, ecclesiastical authority, so we have Archbishop Gomez, who is 100% on board mm -hmm. with with CPU, um, and and to be to just always have that strong Catholic bent to something that could end up to be um, a perpetually secular university. So one of the things that I want to do with this university is keep it sustainably Catholic. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, years after I'm gone, that it still has a strong Catholic identity. 
and and that would involve maintain maintaining um, the sacraments on campus and maintaining um, that good relationship with the Catholic authorities um, and always being in dialogue and just making sure that that we are um, always in compliance with with what they ask us to do, but also with what the popes encourage us to do. Um, so let me also indicate um, where we are, because I don't want people mm -hmm. just um, jumping ahead and saying, oh, I want my kid to go there. Um, <laughs> because because we're it, this is all a process. So the, right now we're in the process of licensing in the, in the state of California for to be an undergraduate educational institution that, that can offer degrees. As we are pursuing that licensing, we are offering courses for skill, career skill enhancement that anyone from high school senior on up can take. And these courses, we, we hope to continue to offer even after we become a full-fledged undergraduate and graduate institution. Um, we do have a facilities use agreement in place at Don Bosco Technical Institute in Rosemead, California for in-person learning. But in the meantime, we have COVID and so all of our classes are online and, and the classes involve, um, just to give you an idea, app development, user experience, church finance, which would be interesting, um, cybersecurity, business technology, and project management. And so with all of these courses, we're really hoping to be able to help people with their careers, enhance their, their career skill set, especially now in times of COVID, and yet to do it within the Catholic lens. So, um, so each of our professors is a devout practicing Catholic, and we wow. have really kind of handpicked them because of that. That's excellent. And I love that in, in the technology area, you've added cybersecurity because mm -hmm. not only have my husband and I been victims of identity theft, so oh. many people I know have been, I mean, a couple of times for my husband and once for me, mm -hmm. and it's just been a nightmare trying mm -hmm. to go through that with both state government and federal government when their offices aren't you know, often open and you, you deal with, you know, those automated messages a lot and you try to get to somebody mm -hmm. and it's just unbelievable. You go through your accounts and make sure everything's in order, but I'm so glad you have cybersecurity in there because during mm -hmm. COVID, I, one, one thing I've heard time and again throughout this whole process throughout 2020 and into 2021 is that that's there's such an uptick it's just almost exploding mm -hmm. with whether it's hackers identity thieves whatever it is i know my state of illinois was ranked as i think at one point in time the worst when we were undergoing this in december at the numbers the sheer numbers jennifer were unbelievable that at one point i heard two um i heard two hundred thousand, and then people had their identity stolen mm -hmm. and then uh, the very next time i heard anything just weeks later that had doubled already right so it, yeah. it's just it's so out there and to hear that catholic polytechnic university has cybersecurity app development we, everyone uses apps right user experience project management church finance mm -hmm. business technology these are so important people need a degree in church finance right right that business yeah. technology it's all 
it's very exciting. So people can right mm -hmm. now take an online course, right? That's mm -hmm. what you were Yeah. Saying. These are these are not for college credit courses. These are mm -hmm. skill enhancing certificate mm -hmm. of completion type courses. But uh, but people learn a lot. Our our last cybersecurity course is interesting. It was populated by a lot of people from um, the diocese, but in and um, and elsewhere. So people need to be able to protect their Catholic schools. They need to be able to protect their churches. Yeah. They need to be be able to protect not just individuals but also small businesses. Um, we they we heard about um, one cybersecurity attack where hackers took over an entire email system of a Catholic school and oh. held them ransom. Um, so it, and yet for two months, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do and they were ultimately successful, but I mean, the, the church, that's a long time. The, yeah, the school was ultimately successful, but that's a long time to, to have your emails held ransom. So the need is out there. It's out there for all of these courses and the need is out there um, specifically with the a Catholic lens, because as we try to protect these these different institutions and small businesses, um, they may be even more of a target if they're of one religious identity or another. So to be able to to protect those particular in entities in a particular way is is quite helpful, I think. And you're young and growing, but you're already mm -hmm. turning out great fruits, especially those you've attracted to your faculty and, and yes. those who have already taken classes. And I, I've, I've tracked that and some of it, at least I'm aware of that. And what your vision is for the future for graduates of Catholic Polytechnic, mm -hmm. you want them to have not just, you know, careers in science and, and technology and engineering and mathematics and academia and, and business, but you want them to have, I, I noted, well-paying careers. Yes. <laughs> in their field. I mean, this is great. Who yes. are leaders in their field and then can provide well for their families. This is right. These are very wonderful um, vision and mission statement goals. Are there more? More you want to share? Oh gosh, I mean, we want to rebuild the church from the from the inside out. We want to be able to to increase Catholic numbers. We want to be able to send out, as I've said, professors to other universities. We want to create innovators who can build businesses and um, and to be you know, innovative in each of the STEM fields. We want to, as I've said, exert an influence on ethics. We want to, um, we want to evangelize. We want to show people what joy and adventure a life could be like when you are entrenched in, in a Catholic life of sacraments. We we just we have so many goals, but but really they're all tied together. It's I don't see any of these as unattainable. I want to be able to give people if if we in our nation have the top paying jobs and the highest demand jobs in STEM careers, then it's time for uh, us Catholics to come together to give that to our students. And of course, anyone's welcome to go come to CPU. It's not just only open to Catholics, but but certainly we're going to be overtly Catholic in everything we do. Um, but it it's just so important for us to be able to rejoin faith and science and to accomplish all of those those goals in in a very solid, joyful way. 
I think it's really oh, like the it. bottom line. I love the joyful. Salad is good. Joyful is very good. There's a, <laughs> there's a very notably joyless world out there right now. And there we is. need to infuse it with the joy of our faith, but also with this great knowledge, because that's what people seem to have more respect for these days. Mm-hmm. You hear that um, among different generation of people, but certainly young people. You know, I, I can't get over that they still, but you know what? We know what we know. And we got to keep in mind that many people don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. And what they don't know is still too many is that it's 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 either sort of this mythological superstitious you know religion stuff or mm-hmm. it's you know fact based science and and that's what right. I want to look at you know follow the science we're hearing in politics and right, culture right. And name it but mm-hmm. the science leads to look at look at some of the greatest discoveries in history all the way through now they they were made by catholic priests mm-hmm. yes dang yes. right you know that yeah. was a catholic priest i but, know yeah know, the the first woman to receive a PhD in computer science was a nun, Sister Mary Kenneth Keller. That's right. Um, yeah, and and Word on Fire actually produced a book for kids just recently called Brilliant: Twenty Five Catholic Scientists, Mathematicians, and Super Smart People, and a lot of those are women. So it's you know it, it it's time. It, the time is ripe for this type of institution to serve our country, to serve our world. Um, to be very pro-life, to be very pro-God, um, and to, to, to further science and to further technology in, in the, within the Catholic lens of view, I think. Um, time is and overripe. Mm-hmm. It's over, overdue and over, uh, it's just absolutely ripe. The time is ripe for that. And we really need that. I, I'm so glad you brought up the, the woman, the nun, and mm-hmm. also other women in, in science, in the STEM d- degree um, disciplines, because more women are taking those disciplines up, right? It's traditionally mm-hmm. been thought to be more male dominated, and maybe it was male dominated, mm-hmm. but not so anymore, right? Yeah, as far as I know, that it, there there do seem to be more and more um, women going into these fields. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a Catholic scientist myself, and it I it's funny because I I did take plenty of time off to raise my children and to even homeschool them. I homeschooled my kids mm-hmm. for like eleven years, and um, and then God called me back. So so much of it just depends on your calling and what you're able to do. The one thing, if I could give one piece of advice to to young women, though is um, obviously every, every woman is different and, and their needs and their desires and their goals are all different. Um, but for me, I, I would encourage people to try not to get in massive amount of debt in college because you want the opportunity to be able to stay home with kids if you choose at the time. Um, because I've had people walk up to me and say, gosh, Jennifer, I really wish I, I could stay home and homeschool my kids, but I can't because I have all this college debt to pay off. Um, so just, you know, that's, that's also looming in my head is something that we've got to deal with and, and, and to help keep tuition low. So this doesn't happen to Catholic Polytechnic University students is, I want to have an in-house business that's going to be an income generator. So we don't have to keep student tuition high and we don't have to depend on philanthropy. 
um, that we can have the students learn hands-on within the university as to how to run a business and learn, you know, business techniques and marketing and cybersecurity and app development and user experience, but also um, to be able to generate income for the long term for the university. So we can hopefully keep student tuition low and keep um, keep people from walking out of mm -hmm. university life with massive burdens of debt. Um, right. Yeah. Well, so then on that note, how those who are interested, because you have such a great vision all the way around, right down mm -hmm. to the point of, of the women who want to take these courses mm -hmm. uh, and get a STEM degree, were young women worrying about having a lot of debt in order to do so. And then if they have children and want to stay home, but they've got that debt to pay off. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just a wonderful, full, fully human, um, full picture of, of human flourishing while you're talking about the, the fields of, of, of science, uh, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and, and business, and cybersecurity, and all of it. This is this is all of a piece with the Catholic Church teaching of the of human flourishing. So, mm -hmm. how can Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Nolan, how can people find out more about Catholic Polytechnic University and uh, engage, whether as a an online student or if they're in your area in person, what the options are to them? How can they find that out? Well, just go to our website www.catholicpolytechnic.org and reach out you know, fill out our survey, sign up for a class, email me, and our, our information is there, and um, we welcome help. We, we, need, we need professors, we need students, we need donors, we need um, just, just help in many different ways, because obviously building a university is a massive undertaking, and obviously is taking a lot of faith, but as Mother Teresa said, when she was approached by some naysayers, she said, what, you think God's broke? Um, <laughs> and so I think, I think of that daily, daily, that the Lord has delivered so much to us when we have needed it. I can only discern that this is his will, that the mm -hmm. Catholic Polytechnic University moved forward um, we are going to need help, though. And as someone said to me once, you know, Jennifer, you're building a cathedral. And that's really oh. what I am. It, you know, what that's really what this is, is to some degree, you're build, we're building this massive institution that's going to do so much good in the world and to serve so many people. And we're even talking about starting um, a Spanish language track because one of the main barriers to people who are native Spanish speakers is they, they don't feel like they're strong enough in the English language to master college level courses. So mm. if we start them off in Spanish courses and with English instruction and then transition them into the English courses, say in their sophomore years, that's, that's a proven effective way of bringing that group of people in. And we're even thinking uh, down the line of starting um, to bring in some, some autism spectrum people in and serving that community. It's, it's going to serve so many people in so many capacities. Um, obviously, we have to start small and we're starting off with these core courses. So if you can take a, a class, that's gonna help us out. It's gonna help us learn and grow. And, and figure out our, our early mistakes and, and just step forward from there. 
but um, if you have connections, you know, bring in those connections, tell people about us. We need the word to spread and to spread like wildfire in order for this to be effective, because that's really what this is about. It's a grassroots coming together of a fantastic institution. And I'll tell you, it's that I put out um, a very simple LinkedIn post about a year ago on uh on catholic polytechnic university and just said hey this is this is what we're forming can you please take our survey just because we want to know what mm -hmm. you want and i swear it went viral we got thirteen thousand oh, views oh, in three weeks but that tells me something it tells me that people want this they mm -hmm. want to see this happen and it's time that we had a catholic type of mit or caltech it's time um and wow. so I encourage people to step forward and do something, do something to help out, do something to spread the word. And we can all do that. And, you know, so it's providential in, in my mind, Jennifer, that when I was even preparing to talk with you and looking over <laughs> what, what Catholic Polytechnic is, I, I just shook my head and thought, this is so beautiful. It, it gives glory to God. And it's providential that when I went to, um, I don't even know where I found this site, probably your site, it literally says giving glory to God through science science, technology, and engineering. That's amen. providential. That tells me, amen is right. That tells me, well, that was providence because mm -hmm. I thought they're giving glory to God. And that matters so much to me that what we do gives glory to God. And yes. you, you say it right on your page. So yes. um, catholicpolytechnic.org. And yes. they are giving glory to God through science, technology, and engineering. Be a part of it. Find out more at that website. Dr. Jennifer Nolan, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, it's been fun. You know, this really has been fun. It's been edifying, inspiring, and uplifting, renewing my hope in the creative ways faithful, intelligent minds are collaborating on ways to build up the culture, the church, and the kingdom. I hope you've been inspired too. Thanks for being here. Please share the link and invite others to join us next time here in the forum.